What's up, y'all? You're now listening to the What Now Podcast. I'm Dr. Spencer Dupre, owner of Empower Chiropractic. And I am Dr. Zach Thompson, owner of Within Chiropractic. The purpose of this podcast is to document and share the experiences of two young business owners as we open our own brick and mortar chiropractic practices. Join along as we discuss all of our wins, our losses, insights, and the many, many lessons we learned. As a disclaimer, none of this is ever intended to be medical, legal, or financial advice. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the What Now Podcast. I'm back uh, in the new office. Zach is here again. Thanks for doing the solo cast, bro. What's you're good? Welcome, you're welcome. You're welcome. Congrats on the new office. You gave, gave me the tour on FaceTime. Looks phenomenal. Looks perfect for, for you and your branding and what Empower Chiropractic is stepping into. So super pumped and excited to hear all the growth that happens inside that. But thanks. welcome back. Welcome back. Missed you dearly. Like, if you listen, I know. Last, you heard me get a little emotional towards the end there. Uh, just manly man things. So we're not gonna we're not gonna do that again today. Nah, dude. Vulnerability is good, man. You have to be able to look within yourself to uh, I don't know, whatever no, something no, joke no, about no. your name, but that no, is very true. Man. Like you gotta be able to look within to bring out the best in yourself. Um, so you can learn how to bring the best out of other people, and uh, that's been a really big thing. This is actually. As I'm saying this, the first time that I've reflected on this move and rebrand and transition. And um, it's really good to be able to, it's so amazing to be able to say, this is what I want people to feel when they walk in to my space. And then to have somebody listen to you so deeply that they can turn what you're saying that you feel into stuff like into a physical space full of material things. It's like amazing. Like, I mean, to me, chairs are chairs, but like literally picking out the shape of a chair means like the world um, to that artwork, like literally like the color of the pins on the desk, like every little detail was taken into account. And uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was definitely intimately made and it's it's really cool to see. We'll definitely. Hope you hope you do an office tour on IG so our listeners can hear it too. Yeah, I got to do that. Um, that's in the works. I'm waiting on a couple things to come in, um, like posters and all that kind of stuff, to where I can give like a real tour once it's like yeah. full, yeah. full, you know. Right, right, right. But anyway, um, let's fill the people in, Zach, on what we were just talking about before we hit record. I feel like yeah, that's kind of what our common theme is when it's just us. We just talk and we're like, you know, we should just press record. We should press record. Yeah. If you didn't know, Spencer and I talked for about 10 minutes before we actually hit record, which is always funny because like Spencer said, we realized we should be just talking on the podcast, but we have both been discussing and we have been building our teams and building our practices, the importance of handing tasks off and really empowering um, there you go. This is a pun right back at you, but empowering, right. empowering our team members and in our staff to take hold of a certain task or event or project rather than holding their hand or doing it yourself. Um, and this is something I've recently begun doing, uh, especially with our new, our new CA Victoria, where I was like, Hey, how comfortable do you feel with social media? How comfortable do you feel making these promotional products? And um, that's really been like the first thing I've just hand it off. And it's been surreal. But Spence, I think you've been doing that for quite some time now. So so really, what what have you noticed? First of all, when did you start? 
handing things off to to Logan and your team and how did that go and how did that feel as the business owner? Um, I mean, it feels right, I think, to answer that straight up, um, because as the leader, you're not necessarily supposed to be the jack of all trades. Like if you could do everything, then you would. You have to do everything. You have to wear all the hats. But at some point, one hat should fit you better than all the others. Um, and you have to, I think, do that self-reflection, that inward, that within outbringing of yourself uh, while you're by yourself. I think that's why it's like super. I think it's important to start off. Okay, I'll take that back. You need to hire somebody to help you out. But I think that the that the super valuable part about being like a solo practitioner where you're doing the front, you're doing the back end, you're doing the patient care, you're doing all of those things, you're operating in the e-myth, like where you're wearing all the hats. Mm -hmm. I think for a short period of time, that's super valuable because it allows you to figure out, dude, where do I really suck? And yeah. where do I like, where am I really good? Because this, the thing is, is like you can make a hire and just have like a warm body, like stand in front of your computer and check people in but it's a different thing to have somebody who is a part of your culture a part of your team and like for me um like i spend more time at the office than i do at the house and so if i'm going to spend more time with these people than i will with my own family and like caitlin and my fiance and like all that stuff that i want to like them and i want to be invested in them um, and so you can hire somebody just to be a warm body and just fill a spot and click buttons and stuff. And like, that's fine if you need that in your, in yourself, but I would really encourage you to, um, really hire, not necessarily based off of the skills and the jobs you need done, but also on your culture fit. It would literally be like getting married to somebody just because you're single, like it's like oh man i it, i'm 28 now and i need a wife so i can have a family and so you just pick somebody that just kind of is right. like i guess i'm willing to be here that's not necessarily the way that you like have a fruitful marriage and a fruitful family it's more so about like what's the right fit for me what you know are we on the same vision are we on the same goal it's literally dating but like dating for your business and not your personal life yeah yeah i think i think too like on that <clears throat> and i'll be curious how, how you did this but one thing I've started to I've started to utilize is, and I talked about a little bit, is our team code of honor, um, and I call it that because that is what the book is called. But it's basically our inward ten core values, and so it's it's ten statements uh, or a word that really define like what our practice looks like um, and what our values are um, when this place is is bumping and moving. And it's, it was really easy to utilize. I I had made the list a few weeks before starting to interview and everything, but I made the list before then. And then going into those interviews before even really getting to know, um, getting to know the, the potential CA, I actually gave them our, our 10, 10 core values basically. And I was like, are, are there any questions or like, do you feel like you can't do any of those or like, you don't agree with those that way they don't show up here and we've hired them. And all of a sudden it's like, well, what do you mean I have to be here 15 minutes early? Like I show up on time and, all these different type of things. And it's like, no, we talked about that. And so um, it really helps break that bubble, but I'm curious how you, how you kind of interviewed or, or looked into the core values of, of your team and Logan and, and your other CA. Oh yeah. That's interesting. I didn't have any of that written down. Um, Cause I am just like a, I am like an operations detailed oriented person, but only until I figure out like, what am I clear on? Um, and like, once we're really clear on like, Hey, this is how things work. Um, then 
I'll like write it down to where then like now we have a standard, right? Because everything is super flexible. Like right now, like uh, for example, like I had this office decorated and I had things in certain places. And then in my first appointment, I'm like, that does not work there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, the piece fits in the office. It fits in the culture of the room, but it doesn't necessarily work with the flow. So I might have the feeling that I'm looking for, but I don't have the experience and that matches and that's part of your branding. So anyway, um, I literally was just like, dang, I need help with everything. And so I just had reached out and said, Hey, look, we're open for hiring. Um, I know what I'm looking for in like the feeling, but like in terms of like the like mission and vision and all that kind of stuff, I didn't have anything like written down. I didn't hand it off to people. Mm-hmm. I literally just said, like, I sat down with people and I said, tell me about yourself. Uh, what are you looking for in your life? And how can I be of service? Like, how can I get you there? Um, like how does working here get you to what you want in your life? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really it. I did that for both people. Like, um, so I have a, another virtual assistant. She's like my operations manager slash community outreach marketing event coordinator. She does all the big projects that I don't have time for to do in the office. And then Logan is like my right hand gal. Um, and she <laughs> is just like, she just covers all of my blind spots all the time. Um, and so I literally just sat down with both of them whenever I was going through that process. And I was just like, what do you want? out of your life and how can this fit into that yeah <clears throat> and uh with the other candidates that i had gone to before they were also they were great more than qualified Le- all had all the values it just wasn't the right fit for our culture and it just wasn't the right fit in their life and instead of me making the decision to hire them or not i just asked them after we did it like this is my vision this is my this is what I want. And this is what I need. How does that fit into your life? And um, if you feel like it is a good fit for you, then the job's yours. Mm -hmm. After like going through obviously like some red flag things like, you know, do you, I don't don't even know what they were, but um, all the people who it didn't fit in their life for, I was like, Mm -hmm. can you see this being a part of your life? And they're like, you know, it's a great opportunity and I love what you do, but I just don't think it works for me. Yeah. And that was great. So like, people just like self-filtered. And yeah. then uh, like when Logan came in, she's like, this is everything I could want. And this is like everything that I want in my life. I align with your vision. I like it. It's close to my family, all that kind of stuff. And then the same thing for Emily. I was just like, Hey, do you know anybody that's looking for work? And then she was like, yeah, but what about me? And I was like, what about you? What are you looking for? And she was like, I'm just looking for something to make work a couple hours work that's really flexible that I can use my marketing degree mm-hmm. and I really value chiropractic care and health because she was like a, pr- a prior member of our practice so yeah. that's really it dude and then whenever I like now like this Saturday we're going to dinner and I'm literally just going to sit down with them and be like where do you guys want to take this yeah and how do you see these things and where do you see yourself fitting in um and so instead of being like this is your new role. These are our goals being very like ordering to them. I'm just like, this thing can be whatever we want it to be. And this like, so what do y'all think about that? And this is my, this is like my vision for the practice and let's like build our vision together. Um, and that, and so I have like some really invested, like they're really invested. Like they were shopping for pumpkins in the office yesterday because they're like, Oh, I love being here so much. Like I want it to feel like my house and those kind of things. Yeah. I think, I think too, I mean, getting that, 
that buy-in one comes from not just i think something i noticed <clears throat> and maybe i'm too judgmental but i think a lot of chiropractors we all have similar missions and visions but i think it's really easy to tell in a chiropractor if they actually believe and can fulfill their vision uh, and their mission and i and what i mean by that is i think a lot of us are, are really good at fluffing up like our mission and our why and was, i know I don't know if Spencer ever laughed, but I know I would kind of chuckle. Uh, like the closer you get to graduating, the more elaborate and kind of intricately designed everyone's why is. And like they have this big why. Um, and really, you know, I think one of the best things I've heard from Andy Frazella uh, in a while is just the the more you can clarify your vision and your mission, the the shorter that actual statement becomes, right? So for us, for a long time, our mission was, this long, elaborate, developed gener generational health through blah, 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 blah. And it was like a two sentence run on where now it's like our, our mission is to develop generational health. And like it stops there. Right. It's just three words because it goes beyond chiropractic care. Right. Like it, it goes into how they're connecting with their kids or how they're they're showing up in the gym or, or those types of things and the decisions they're making at the dinner table. And so it was like, well, we're doing more than and that's not because we're doing nutritional advice or anything. We just happens during table talk and those type of things so it's like yeah our, our mission is to develop generational health and then you get the team on board with that and um they see it through through the amount of effort you put in um and i, I know your team most likely sees that you put in a frick ton of effort to fulfill your mission and your vision um and i think that that's something that doesn't often get mentioned is is your team has to see you putting in that time um at least that's that's a opinion of myself is you really have to um, you have to show, you have to, you have to make an example of, of what it is to, to be all in. Um, and if you as the leader are not, not all the way in, then of course it's going to be, going to be rocky. Yeah. I think, um, the whole thing with the why is like getting super short. Mine used to be like, to be the center of connection, hope and healing for the brokenness of blah, 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 blah. And yeah. now it's literally my, my whole mission is to remind families of the perfection that God created them with. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's what we do. Like, it doesn't matter if they get adjusted. It doesn't matter if they do any of that stuff. If we are a center mm -hmm. that tells people like, man, you know, God really is powerful with inside of our bodies. Then, um, that, then we, then we've completed that. Right. Yeah. And if you understand that God created our, like our bodies to be perfect above down inside out healing or self-regulating organisms, then you value, you make better decisions. And so, those things. Um, but to round out the question that we kind of started with, uh, without getting too sidetracked, how did I start delegating and giving mm -hmm. things and evolving and uh, building up my team members? I literally looked at Logan and I look at Emily and I just say, I don't know how to do this, but I don't have time for it because I'm working on X, Y, and Z. And so I need you to figure it out. And so if you have any questions, you ask me. But I think the biggest thing, I was talking about this with my men's group this morning, like the biggest thing as a leader that a lot of people miss out on is they're too afraid to say, I don't know. And when you have all these team members and they come on and you think that you should know everything and you should be able to like bark orders at them, like do this, do this, do this. It should be like mm -hmm. this and this and this. You're lying to them because you most likely have never done it or you haven't trained them well enough. Right. So if they don't understand what you do, if you do something super repetitively, it means that you don't know how to train enough. Mm 
So it means that your message doesn't come across clearly enough, which is why they miss points, which is why you're disappointed. You're not disappointed in the fact that they're not performing. You're disappointed in the fact that they don't understand how to perform the thing that you failed to teach them to do. And so if we as leaders are trying to say, hey, I need you to do this and do this. And then we're all upset, spaghetti, that the fact that it doesn't come out perfect on the other side, it's because you failed to train them correctly. And so if you haven't trained somebody before and it's your first time hiring a CA, you need to sit down and say, hey, let's collaboratively work on this. How can I build this? I tell this to them all the time. How can I build this role and how can I build your position in this business and in this practice and in your life to be something that you're so grateful for that you never want to leave? Yeah, I say I'd say that to them all the time. How do I build this thing out for you? Because in reality, I'm building this practice to support the life that I have. And so if I'm building the practice to support my life, it should also be built and to support the people who are invested enough to be in there. Like these people spend 40 hours a week in your walls, wearing your brand, repping your name because they believe in your vision. But you give them grunt tasks of click the buttons in, smile and say their name. Mm-hmm. Those are all stupid little tasks that really actually make a big difference. But if you don't give them a why of, hey, this is why it's important. And if you want the life that you have, like I tell that when Logan first started, I said like, hey, let's try to make it a point to call everybody by name. There's no excuse not to tell people by name when they walk in the door because it's on the schedule and there's a certain time and you know who they are. Yep. If you haven't met them yet, you don't have to say their name. You just introduce yourself. Well, she was like super shy and timid. It's her first job. And I said, hey, look, I know it seems like it's really small to call people by name. And you're saying hi when we walk in the door. Mm-hmm. But really, if we want people to refer in their their friends, they want to be known. And to be known is to be called by name and to be looked in the eye. And if you want to have a life and if we want to have a life where we're paid on salary, we have good vacation time, we have all those things. It's going to take people coming in this door and mm-hmm. giving us their hard-earned dollars and committing to us and saying good things about us. And so saying their name is the easiest thing to do. It's free. It takes nothing else. You do it in the same breath that you say, what's up? And so like, it's just a thing. Like, and so instead of being disappointed and being like, Hey, you're not saying this person's like, I know people that literally like fire their CAs because they don't connect well enough. Well, you don't have, you haven't, you haven't given them any reason to connect. Yeah. I think having, having to, you know, something I've noticed, I mean, having like those important things listed out before they even get there. Like that was probably priority number one for, for Logan. Like you didn't care if she got the buttons, right. But as long yeah. as she was smiling and, and introducing herself and, and calling people by name, like that's priority number one. So having those, those checklists where you can, okay, are they doing this task? All right, let's move on to the next one. It's the same thing, you know, I do with, with our patients is like, I'm not going to give you a cookie cutter. Here's 12 stretches to do at home. I'm going to give you one or two. I'm going to check in on your next visit or next week and be like, Hey, have you gotten those one or two things done? No. Okay. Well, yep. let's get those one or two things done before I start giving you this, all these things that you're never going to do start to learn one or two implement that into your routine. And we've been doing the same with, with our team. And and now like, so Victoria, our new CA, she's learning to, to do that exact same thing, you know, say everyone's name uh, when they walk in and we've gone to that second level. Now with Joshua has been with us for almost a year where if we're trying to do it with both. Um, but one thing I noticed is, is if the phone rang, they wouldn't necessarily say the name of who they were talking to. Like, oh, hey, hey, Spencer, it's great to hear from you. Um, and now I've made it a point and we've made it a point where it's like, hey, let's let's make sure that if, if Josh picks up the phone, Victoria knows who he's talking to um, because Joshua said the name, not because he had, she had to ask later and vice versa. Yep. 
that way we're we're not even in the office and they're they're being called their name it's like man these people people care about me and it, it sounds so cliche but it like it really does go super super long way dude it goes such a long way like logan i haven't even talked about that but i was like hey so now that you kind of have a good understanding of like what our basic checklist like like greet people when they walk in check them in check them out like that's it mm-hmm. um like now that you like what are some ways that you think that you can level up and yeah. she was like I don't know. And I was like, well, because like, really, if you if we don't, then like now this job gets boring and then we're wasting our time. Right. So like, what are some ways that we can make your so she's like started to implement these things. And so now she'll say like, hey, this like, hey, so and so this is Logan, like um, with him, like all that. And she's like, yeah, it's just nice to like let people know like, hey, this is who you're talking to. I know who I'm talking to. And there's no confusion ever, because like when we do hire more people, then, you know, some people might sound the same on the phone. And, um, and I know we've talked about this too, but like right now our office is closed. So if we finish this podcast and the phone rings, I might pick it up. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. But there, but there have been moments where people like, been like, Oh, like, like, Hey, Dr. Zach, like, can I talk to Josh? I'm like, well, we're closed right now. So yeah. Like, okay. I'll call back. Cause they know, right. They now know that they've been talking with Josh to schedule or reschedule or take care of something. And they're probably like, well, this guy doesn't know how to do it. And that's great. I love that. Yeah, I yesterday I was trying to run somebody's card and we <laughs> switched systems and I was like fumbling and there and this and this person was like, You good? I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know how to do this because we just changed. I'm gonna let Logan take care of it. And she literally like <laughs> she just hit this one button. She's like, That's all you have to do. And I'm yeah. like, this is why I keep you around. Yeah. But um yeah, one of the biggest things too, like, man, it's really tough this is the biggest reality check of like when you need to take ownership for your team. So um, I was a solo provider for forever running all the payments, all that stuff like that. And um, I hire Emily, who's my virtual assistant. Her job is to audit our practice every single week. And it's to say like who owes what, who hasn't been coming in, how many visits have been used, all that stuff. And she does it at night after she puts her kids to bed and all those things. Well, she comes up, she's like, Hey, uh, we are short. Like we're owed like $12,000. Like, do you want me, like, what do we do about that? Like, should I call and collect from these people? And I was like, what are they for? And they're like, oh, it's for like extra visits. Like when they came in and they weren't charged for that, like we're additional to their care plan or it's uh, a family member that they added on to their wellness plan and they weren't increased in their charge or (laughs) those kind of things. And I was like, you know, that sucks. And uh, a lot of it was from at the point, like when, I had started hiring because I wasn't the one doing it anymore or like when I got busier and I was like, you know, that's my fault because I didn't check in on that. I didn't create a system where that was told, Hey, that we're accountable for this. And, um, you know, and it's, I also didn't voice to these people coming in that, Hey, you're going to owe extra for this. And so Mm -hmm. like, that's on me. And so I said, you know, just write it off. Like just, just zero it out. We'll just, we'll eat that. Like we're because, it's my fault that I didn't preface the fact that we are owed this. And it's my fault that I didn't get a system set up for us to collect that. And I can't be mad at anybody else, but, but me. And really I'm not even that disappointed because I'm like, Oh, I'm glad that you even caught it. Yeah. Because uh, now that you caught it, we can fix it. Cause we had a similar situation. Um, except it was, there was one in CAs, you know, and, and I was like, well, how do you want to handle it? And they're like, I'm going to do my best to, to get it back. Um, and it wasn't 12 grand, it was like 1200, but 
um, they handled it. Thankfully, it was with people that we had great relationships with, and they, you know, were like, yeah, I was confused why, but no problem. Um, but I was like, it can't happen moving forward. And so I think that's another big, big culture, and I'm sure it's the same for you, is I I like to invite mistakes, but I don't like to invite mistakes happening more than once. Um, and And so it's like, there are some mistakes you can make, other mistakes we definitely can't make, right? Like we can't, can't have someone come in. I don't even know. I can't think of a mistake off the top of my head. Um, but like if it's, oh, hey, I messed up the the copy on the, the Instagram page or, hey, I, I didn't didn't optimize the blog post. Like those are mistakes I want to be making because that means you're, you're taking the proper action steps that are these, these new activities other than just clicking a button, checking people in. Um, you know, like mistakes like, oh, like, this person asked me why kids see a chiropractor and I, I kind of fumbled over my words. It's like, okay, great. Like that means you try to answer the question. Um, but how can we now work together to make that words? Someone asked that question and you have it like come right off the tip of your mouth. Um, and so that's, that's been a big thing too. It's like, okay, what are consistent mistakes or just things that people trip up on and how can we as a team work together instead of trying to constantly like fix this, fix this, fix this. It's like, okay, clearly if, it, if it's a mistake that's happening over and over again, there's a lack in our systems and those systems are systems that I created. So I need to look myself in the face and be like, okay, are these consistent systems that we need to be implementing or can we now start to, you know, change these and, and kind of be okay with changing them and not having that pride. Like, well, I was able to do it when I was by myself. So you should be able to do like, well, no, like as the practice grows, there's this bigger and bigger problems. Yeah, I think you really know that your team is bought in whenever they start to take you out of the picture and they just start letting you know, like, hey, I fixed this and I fixed that. Like, there are all these things uh, in our software, like in Jane, that like uh, the girls are like literally like, this could just be so much better if we just change this. And I'm like, just do it. Yeah. Because like, it's really not me working on it. Like, it's for you. Mm -hmm. Like, as long as you can write down in step to where when we hire more people, this is how you do it. Then like, good, like develop this system, develop this job. Um, as you see fit. And if I'm like, that's an absolute no, then I'll override it. And I'll just let mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, like, this is why I want to do this differently, but really like make it your own. Like, I want it to be something that you feel invested in. And so like, literally they were like, so we use Jane as our EHR. And, uh, we sat down in our team meeting last week in the new office. And I was like, where do like, what's our big project that we're working on? Like, what are we moving toward right here? And they're just like, we just need to get Jane in the line and we have all this stuff figured out. But, um, yeah, you're just not allowed to touch Jane anymore. <laughs> and I was like, why? And they're like, because you just make it way too complicated. Like, it's so simple. And just like, we'll just get it done. And I was like, great. That's exactly what I want. Like, I don't want to be able to have to nitpick things because if I'm creating them, then I have to manage them. And if I have to manage them, then I have to pay attention to it. If I have to pay attention to it, then it takes away from yeah. what I can else I can do. Yeah. So I was like, just, yeah, just take me out of it. Let me know what you guys do. And if I have an issue with it, I'll let you know. But yeah. until I have an issue with it, just rock it out. Like do, do your so thing. Funny. It's so funny too, because we're, we're in the middle of converting over to platinum for our EHR system. And, and at first they were like, well, do we want to do this or do we want to do that? And I just got to the point where I was like, this is, there's two different softwares. There's the front desk software on, on platinum and there's the doctor. Like you guys make this as efficient as you need to be. Yes. Check with me. But as long as it's not like a, a billing or a big thing, like what's going to make you more efficient and make your job easier. Let's go with that option. You know? Yeah. Dude, I literally am just like, yeah, I'd say all the time. I don't know. Figure it out. If you need my help, let me know. 
But because this is the thing, like if you're unable to look your team in the eye and say, I have to do just as much figuring out as you do, like that's real leadership. Like real leadership is able to understand, like I need leadership as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, Hey, I don't know. Let me ask. Hey, I don't know. Let me figure it out. Hey, I don't know. Let's work together on that. Hey, I don't know. But And there's so many things like about chiropractors, like where we think we need to know everything because we have a doctorate or you have a master's or you have this many years in practice. But we're so afraid to say like, dude, I don't know. And then I think that's where chiropractors get in a lot of trouble is because people say like, hey, chiropractor, what do you think about this? And then you give some like bullcrap answer, like just off the top of your head that just sounds so stupid. And because you just feel the need to feel smart. And like, you feel the need to like validate yourself as like a real doctor or something like that, whatever. I say this all the time. I don't know what makes you ask. Or they're like, Hey, what do you think about this? I was like, you know, I've never thought about that. What do you think? And they're like, well, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, what I know is that with chiropractic, we deal with the central nervous system. And so anytime you have stress, whether it's physical, chemical, or emotional, it leads to aberrant input into the nervous system, which leads to different coordination. So you could see stuff like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they're like, maybe. And they're like, oh, do you think this will work? I'm like, you know, I don't know, but chiropractic might help it be better. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why? I'm like, well, because chiropractic deals with the central nervous system. It's the way that you process information. And so if you process information better and you're trying this new therapy, that's information. So like that, that maybe, maybe, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I just know this is my job. And like when we learn how to stay in our lane, your lane actually grows wider because Mm -hmm. then you actually are talking about stuff that you know, and then you're not the, I'm the chiropractor that does functional medicine, integrative health and chiropractic. Yeah. You just do chiropractic. And then people actually trust what you say because you're willing to say, I don't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like people are like, what do you think of these homeopathic things? Like, should I give my kid that? I'm like, I don't know. What is it for? Yeah. Like, I and I don't know anything about medication. Like my mom is a pharmacist. And so I call my mom all the time. Hey, what does this medicine do? What's the side effects of that? What is it made out of? What's the chemical? Like all that stuff. My mom knows that. Yeah. And then I have these parents who come in with these kids on this medicine. I don't even know how to say it. And I'm like, how do you say this? And they're like, it's like this. I'm like, what are you taking that for? And they're like, it's for this. I'm like, well, who told you you need to take it? And they're like this. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I was like, do you feel like it's working? And they're like, maybe. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm like, keep me updated. Hmm. Yeah. Probably, probably isn't because you wouldn't be sitting in my office if it was, but that's a whole nother. You know, but I don't, I don't even say that though, because that was like, and, and I don't even think that because everybody just does what they do to do the best that they can. And especially parents, like parents are always just trying to do right by their kids. And they really just want somebody that can, that they can trust. That's going to give them a straight up answer. And if you're the guy that tries to like skirt around, like what they're saying to just to try to get them to buy, you're just as bad as people putting them on medication or all those things you're manipulating them. And so if you're doing the same thing with your team, if you're fussing at your team and you're yelling at your team and you're saying like, it should be like this, when you really have no idea what you're doing you're manipulating them. And that's what creates manipulative culture. And when you have a manipulation culture, then you have force. And when you have force, you have constraint. When you have constraint, you have survival. When you have survival, you just bleed out of corners, left and right, and whether it's monetarily, energetically, and your practice shrinks and you live a stress life. So like, instead of trying to know everything and carry the weight of your world on your shoulders, you literally can just say, I don't know. And then you just figure it out like as you go, right? Or do the diligent work to actually get there. Right. But we think that we need to know everything. It's facts. It's facts. And that is just I mean, aggravating. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Prudence brings wisdom. And like, and I forget what I was reading, but I was reading Proverbs 13 this morning and stuff. And it's just talking about like a quick tempered uh, man, like brings his own folly, which is literally, it's like when you're so quick to like, just like say things that you have no idea or you're quick to get frustrated or you're quick to change things. Like you're not moving diligently and like with it, with no diligence, there's no discernment with no discernment. You can't make wise choices with no wisdom comes no growth because wisdom is the learning of past experiences and the application of that. So like just, it's just tough, dude. Like we just feel like we got to get to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. It's like, well, if you actually would like figure out what do I even want? Like, yeah. I you know, that, like I something, I, something I really, I was talking with our, we share the same coach and I was talking to him about how shout out Matt. there are, there are moments, there've been moments over the last year in practice where I've had a, a very clear vision of, of what I want. And then there have been moments where I'm like, just kind of walking through the, the field, just kind of like, I don't know what I want. I don't know where I want the practice to go and those type of things. And those are typically the moments where things are chaotic in the office or in life in general, because I'm not focused on a, a singular vision or, or two or three things that I'm really chasing after. Um, and so I really had to, to fine tune. I talked about it a little bit last week where I write down every day, what do I want? Um, and what are my goals? And that way I'm consistently reminding myself what I'm, what I'm going after and the, the dreams and visions I'm casting for myself. And I'm not just like thinking them in my head every so often when times are good, but it's like, no, this is what I'm after and I'm going to go get it. Um, it, I mean, okay. So when you say vision casting, I love that. I love that word. And I would love to like, I don't know, eventually <laughs> maybe do a workshop on stuff like that because like casting is like fishing and business is like fishing. And when you say cast, it means that you're throwing something out there in hopes of receiving, yeah. right? They call it fishing, not catching. And as somebody like when you grow up fishing and you grow up on the water, uh, different fish live in different places. Different places have different types of environments, right? Different places mm-hmm. also have different space for more fish, more environment all those kind of things. And when you go, you plan on going to a place where it has what you want. So if you don't know what you want, you can't go to a place that can offer that to you. When you can't be in a place that offers it to you, you live in survival. You live out of abundance, like Mm -hmm. with no abundance, right? Because you're in a barren place. You're in a place that has nothing to offer you. And so when you live with nothing to offer you, you, all you receive is disappointment and strife. And yep. so then when, when you live consistently disappointed, how can you be a leader that is satisfied and great, grateful for the people that work with you when you're always disappointed in your business? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I choose this because it has best road exposure. Do you want road exposure? Who Who's on the road that you're looking at to get to come into your place? Who cares? I don't have a sign on my door. I don't. Oh, I have a sign on the door. I don't have a sign outside by the yeah. by the road. I don't. Yeah. It literally actually has another chiropractor's sign out there. Yeah, that's an yeah. old thing from like five years ago that they moved out of this building. I do think that is a funny thing though, too. Is is you know we've talked with a lot of chiropractors and people. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, like that's so great that you have road like such great road exposure." Dude, like, who cares? It. I've never, never once. I mean, people have been like, "Oh, I I've passed by that. I know where it's at," but I've never once like had someone phone in like, Hey, I just drove by your office. going to give you a call. And even then, okay, great. Uh, but what's, what's super nice for us is for our location is like, we're kind of in the middle of three different big towns. So like, that's why I picked it, but the road exposure was not necessarily top of mind. Cause I wasn't, you know, people aren't looking, 
looking for a chiropractor when they're driving around they're looking for their next meal or something like that yeah so like when you cast your vision dude you have to sit there and think like what am i fishing for Mm -hmm. what do i want from this life and where do i go that it has like that offered to me and um so when you get no direction when you're in this chaotic point you have to sit down and stop and think where am i going yeah right the easiest way to get lost in dallas is to not know where you're going because dude you just be driving around or just i hate driving dallas but (laughs) um like there's so much going on and when you have no singular focus when you have no vision of where you're going when you have no direction when you don't have an end destination you know when you don't check in on your gps i mean i don't drive with the gps you know voice directions and so if i'm going somewhere unfamiliar it's very likely if i don't check in right and that's a metaphor for me checking in on my daily goals and my daily what i want um then i'm going to get get off track and i'm just going to start driving and kind of going and then realize crap i've been going for the last 30 minutes and i've been going the wrong way yeah exactly so it's like dude figure out where you're going find a place that has that and do it right and so for your team you have to sit down and you have to sit with your team not just you and mm-hmm. say where are we going because if you're uh what is it good to great talks about the bus deal who do we talk about that was talking about that anyway good to great like has the bus metaphor where it's like you can have a bus full of people but if everybody's sitting in the wrong seat it's still going to be a bumpy ride yeah. right and so as the driver you have to say do you want to be on this bus yeah we are going here. Do you want to be on? And if you don't want to gladly step off, mm-hmm. like that's the same thing. It's it's with your, with your patients, your customers, your practice members, your clients, whatever you want to call them. It's with your team. It's with your family. It's saying this bus is going here. Yeah. Do you want to be on it? So like really when people quit care in the office, because they say like, or when people call in, I tell Logan this all the time because people call in, we have a great like, booking rate i guess like when people call in the office like nine times out of ten people are going to schedule but actually i'm really relieved when people say like i'm going to look somewhere else because that means that they don't want the bus that we are driving they're not Mm -hmm. they're like i'm not trying to get on that bus right you don't go to the airport and you don't see all these flights and then the people at southwest and american are getting all mad you're like dude i'm going to alaska your flight is going to puerto rico like you're going in the opposite direction of where i want to go but then you get all butthurt being like, I don't know why you wouldn't choose the flow. We have the best air. We have the best office in the Metroplex. I'm the best chiropractor in there. But like, you, like I'm a kid's chiropractor and I'm a prenatal chiropractor. And But like, oh, I don't take your car wreck PI case. No, I don't take that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't do that. And they're like, oh, like professional athletes. Like, I don't want professional athletes. I'll take your middle school athletes. Right. I don't right. want professional athletes. I don't want people who have rehab. I don't want people who have degenerative disc issues. I don't want that. That's not me. That's not my bus. Mm-hmm. Like go somewhere else because somebody else is driving the bus that you want. You have a better time on there. Yep. Yep. And, and it's, I, mean, I think too is, is looking at that's a big reason to keep stats is like checking your, your PVA and constantly having a pulse on that. Like how long are people, uh, how long are people able to, to stay on the bus and, you know, why are they making the decision to get off and really tracking that and having a good understanding? Because some, but this is the thing, when people decide to get off the bus, sometimes they're at their destination and that's fine. You can let them go. Now, if people decide to get off earlier, because they're like, you know, I don't feel like I'm going in the right direction. You just say, Hey, what do you want? And this is what we have to offer. And sometimes you're not telling them where you're going. Like if you say, Oh, I'm going to Dallas. 
well, like Dallas could be Fort Worth, it could be Addison, it could be Plano, it could be Argyle, it could be Colleyville, yeah, all those places, right? And so as you narrow down, this is exactly where we're going. Like uh, when you fish, right, you can't, you have a limit on a certain amount of fish, right? And so like for a redfish, it has to be over 16 inches, uh, all those kind of things, right? So it's like, I'm only looking for that. Like if I say like, oh, I'm just going to catch redfish, then if you catch all of them, like you might have some that are 12, you might have some that are this, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm catching something that's over my limit, that is in the spot that I want it to be in and looks a certain way, like those kind of things, right? And so that's why it's important to have an ideal client, but it's really more important to have an ideal client that you can identify with, that you feel passionate enough with. Like we talk about it all the time, like uh, whenever we first started this podcast of like, what do we want our podcast to be? Mm-hmm. Right. But really we were like, what, what is the direction that we want to go in? Right. And what we've been saying for the past weeks, I feel like the podcast is going in a really good direction because our podcast is for the newly established chiropractor who wants to be wildly successful doing specifically only chiropractic care. This is not a how to take car accidents podcast. This is not a rehab podcast. This is not a clinical podcast. This is a mindset, mindset, leadership, and development podcast for chiropractors who want to be wildly successful and profitable early mm-hmm. in their career. And we're not, we're not even that. Like we are, I would say that we're both successful. I think I'm ranting, but <laughs> I would say that we're both successful, but not to the point where we want to be. And it's a journey. And none of us, not one time in this podcast, we're saying, you need to do this. You need to do that. We're literally saying like, this is what we figured out. And this is what, where we're at. And I think that's why we're like, we see things grow. The podcast is growing. Our practices are growing. We're growing all of those kind of things, but you just have to start, but you have to have a clear vision on where you want to be. And that goes for your team, all those things. Yeah. Rant is over. Definitely ranted. But I mean, I think I think casting that vision for both yourself and, and being really clear, but also for your team. And that's something I'm realizing too, just and this is why I love this podcast is I've done a great job for myself, but I haven't necessarily done a great job all the time. Maybe I'm being too hard on myself, but haven't always been the best at casting that vision out to them. Um, that's the importance of weekly and monthly and quarterly and annual meetings is so that you can cast those, those consistent, consistent visions. And that's a big thing that we, we do in our weekly meeting is what are what is our focus moving into this week and how do we want to show up uh, each and every day and what are we what are we going to make sure we we do diligently and typically it's more of a uh, energetical type thing it's never like we want to make sure we schedule people like yeah no, that's part of our freaking job right but we want to we want to be high energy or we want to be we want to be you know focused on the little things so that that way people are like man this thing is is amazing. Like I just come in, like people smiling at me, but it's because we've taken care of those little things um, that we're able to to free up all that space. So yeah, and you understand your purpose, and your team is on purpose with your. Well, it's like on is in congruence with your purpose, and that's when you're going to see growth. So um, I think I actually like this was a good thing for us to talk about because in the networking meeting that I was just in, uh, like the Argyle Business Builder thing that happens every month, uh, this guy Matt he just spoke about having a purpose driven business. Uh, which I actually just ordered the Purpose Driven Life devotional. I It's That's been like coming up over and over and over again. And when he said that, I was like, dang, I need to do Purpose Driven Life. Um, yeah. I don't even know what it is. I was like, I just feel like I need to do that. But anyway, so I'll share this exercise um, for people to have something to take home with them. Um, and then we can wrap up. Yep. Sounds good. Sounds great. Okay, cool. So it's a couple questions. 
with some prompts. So the first prompt is um, complete the sentence. And I'm going to try to speak kind of slow so people can like actually listen and do this and think about it. So first prompt is how to make the world better. So complete the sentence. The world becomes a better place when blank happens. Let me say that again. So the world becomes a better place when blank happens. So whenever, when anything happens. So for me, I put connection, authenticity, consideration, and consistency. A lot of C's. So fill in the blank for the sentence. The world becomes a better place when blank happens. And then pick which one, whatever one is the most potent to you. The second one is what makes the world worse. The world gets worse when blank happens. So the world gets worse when blank happens. So for me, I put selfishness, manipulation, and abandonment. Um, you can fill out whichever one. And then which one fires you up the most? Like what gets you the most angry? What digs the deepest? What makes the world the worst for you? So then what's your favorite part of your character? So like what's the strongest part of your character? Uh, like he has a couple of them, like wisdom, courage, humanity, humility, justice, your temperance, transcendence, those things. Um, so for me, I just put wisdom, which is like creativity, curiosity, open-mindedness, love of learning, perspective, those things. So what's your favorite character strength? And then what's your favorite, what's the best skill that you have, whether it's data analysis, building things, web development. In chiropractic, it's going to be your chiropractic care, right? Like your chiropractic care is your best hard skill. Like nobody else can do it. It's a thing that you do like your love is a character trait, but your chiropractic care is a skill that you have. Mm -hmm. So your favorite skill. So then you put them all together and it says the world becomes a better place when I use my strength, insert your strength, and my skill, insert my skill, to create a world where whatever makes the world better increases and whatever makes the world worse decreases. So for me, the purpose statement for my business and for my personal life is the world becomes a better place when I use my wisdom and my ability to deliver chiropractic care to create a world where connection increases and manipulation decreases. Nice. And so you can create statements like that and you can un and then to uncover your brand, you want to dig into your high points and your pain points to get more clarity on how to evolve that to infiltrate your business. That's, dope. That's from Purpose Driven Life? <laughs> no, this is from this guy, Matt Hoover. He actually used to be a pastor. And then a year ago, he started this thing called Message Masters. And he's been like all around like the Argyle network, Denton networking groups because his he lives in Argyle. His kids go to Argyle. Cool. And um, he's doing that. And I guess he's like, he used to be a pastor. Now he does this marketing branding deal. Um, this is my first time hearing him speak. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Cool. So um, do that exercise. If you don't remember what I said, rewind it. <laughs> Hit the and one couple of times. Yeah. And that's what I got. Nice, man. Well, this was a great, great conversation. I know I took a frick ton away from this. Um, and if you did as well, definitely share the show. We would love an Instagram shout out or sending it over to a, a good friend, maybe a younger try or someone a little bit bit further down the totem pole than you are. 
Um, and let us know who, who would you like to have us reach out to for guests? Who's someone that you've been inspired by recently, or you want to know more about their story and how they got their startup, um, whether they have been in practice for 20 years or they're just opening, uh, let us know, send us a DM on Instagram or, uh, shoot us a text message, email, whatever it might be. But other than that, really grateful that you, you chose to spend time with us for the last 45 minutes and hope you gained a ton from both Spencer and I's discussion. And we look forward to seeing you back for another episode of the What Now podcast. Peace out. Peace.